start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. What's going on? Uh, just me and Nick today, talking to you guys for episode one twelve. Yeah, Tom's. We're. I guess we're not doing this on our typical night, and Tom's out of town for the weekend. So yes, uh, I guess we'll have to give this one to him. Yeah, he's. This one's not a mark on his attendance. Nah, maybe. 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 <laughs> but uh, he didn't even come down to the Great American Outdoor Show with us. So yeah. So honestly, only, what would he have to say? He'd be sitting over there, probably talking shapes. Probably making no sense. Yeah. So. As kind of just foreshadowed into there, um, Frank and I just got back from the Great American Outdoor Show, the biggest uh, outdoor show in America. Mm-hmm. It's massive. Um, it had is. a great time. It was uh, good to be back, I guess, because very good. It was canceled last year, and it's pretty upsetting. And I was glad to see it back. You know, pretty much a hundred percent. Yeah, it was. A, it seemed like there was a few places where it was a little bit thinned out. Yeah, you know, like in the Outfitters Hall, there was some empty places. But yeah, for the, the fishing most part, seemed little, yeah. and then um, like the turkey calls and duck calls seemed really scarce this year. I mm-hmm. thought. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, that hall is small anyway. So. Yeah, but it just to me didn't seem like there was much. Mm-hmm. Like, typically, it's like overwhelmingly loud with duck calls. Yeah, and it wasn't <laughs> nearly as bad as yeah. I remember in the past. I mean, I'd still want to blow my brains out if I had to sit in there all day. Um, <laughs> But it didn't seem as bad. Yeah. But no, it was pretty much full capacity, I would say. I mean, like we said, yeah, it, was, I agree. it was thinned out a little bit, but not too much. And it was it was definitely really, really good to be back down there and wandering around talking to people. It was it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really cool to see our buddy Hunter over at the uh, Fish Gods booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even know he was supposed to have a booth down there until like last minute. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool to see him and talk to him about his first I think that's their first outdoor show that they've yeah, done. They have plans um, to do some more. Uh, so they're, they're just getting into it. But yeah, that was their first one, I think. That's a big yeah. one to start out with. Right? You know, a week or nine <laughs> days long. Um, but he said that they were doing really well um, and they were yeah. enjoying it. Um, but it, I mean, it is a long event. We showed mm-hmm. up about midway through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was cool to talk to him. He was, had a lot of traffic there. Um, so hopefully he'll be back, and hopefully it was beneficial for him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what kind of products or different or booths did you like getting into? Uh, I mean, I we I didn't really look at many products. I was thinking about going and looking at some bows, but I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to pull the trigger on that yet. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. And then we started talking to some other people in the archery hall. We were talking to Cody and the uh, over at Lone Wolf Custom Gear booth and stuff. So I kind of. We stayed there yeah. way longer than I thought I, we, we would have. We left the working class booth, and I was like, all right, let's go look at some bows. And then we started talking to Cody, and I was like, okay, when we were finally left there, because like, it was a long time we stood there talking. It was like an hour him. and a half or so, just bullshitting with Cody. Yeah. So after we left there, I was like, okay, I'm not looking at bows. We're just going to take off. But uh spent a lot of time in the Outfitters Hall. 
wandering around there because I don't I can't remember if I said it last week, but uh, Dad and I have been looking at uh, planning a hunt. I think you did mention it. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about planning a hunt for the fall. So I was like, oh, I'll just go poke around, see who's doing what, look at some prices and different things. So um, looked into that a little bit. And then you and I came across, the, that was the most exciting part of the show for me, honestly. Yeah. We came across uh, a drop camp elk hunt that super cheap. And I'm definitely really, really looking forward to My it. My dad said he's in. Is he? And so is Tom's very interested as well. Good, good. Yeah, I'm, that that seemed like a really cool hunt. It was... Because I like doing DIY stuff. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a lot of fun to do DIY things. You're out on your own. You're not guided. Um, so it's all your knowledge to get the animal down. But The drop camp kind of gives you like a head start. It puts exactly. you in an area that will likely have yeah. elk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it saves you a little bit of time and money with the camp because they have the camp there for you already. Yeah. All they, they just bring in and cut drop you loose. You. Yeah. <laughs> it's called so, a drop camp. Yeah, so I'm definitely... I and definitely super reasonable too. That was what, yeah. you know, we've looked at like fully guided elk hunts and you know, they're eight grand sometimes or more. It's yeah. crazy. Um, and that's just out of our price range, especially at our age. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the DIY ones are still expensive by the time you, you know, get a hotel or all, cause I don't have any like backcountry gear. A wall, a wall I don't, yeah. I don't or... have any of that stuff. So it, it, it gets expensive really fast. Yeah. And um, then but, you got to get there. You got to take the time off work and you don't know if you're in the right spot. Yeah. So the drop camp we found, you know, there's that you're, everything is there except a sleeping bag and the food you want. Yeah. Um, they have, you know, they have a wall tent, they have a cookhouse, um, cots. All you got to do is bring your food, your rifle, all that like mm-hmm. basic stuff like that. And it was like 1500 bucks and then you got to buy your hunting license. Yeah. So I mean, very reasonable, um, and I think it would just be a really cool introduction to a Western hunt for yeah, all of us. No doubt. I definitely want to contact those guys and talk to them a lot more. And I want to see, probably, too, I know it was four minimum, but I'm wondering like if we had five or six, if that was okay too. Cause well, I, that's why I want to talk to them some more just to see like how much area we're working with, like how much ground we can cover. Like, you know, cause you, you might not want more than four people yeah. depending on, your access to different places and my, how easy it is to, cause if you have access to, you know, a hundred thousand acres or whatever, yeah. Okay. You can put a dozen guys in camp, <laughs> but if it's not like accessible, you can't move around. If you know, you can't get in your truck and drive somewhere several miles away to get away from everyone. Mm-hmm. You don't want eight guys hunting, you know, within a mile of each other or whatever. You don't want to have to hike four miles every morning just, just to, get to get away, away. from everybody else in camp so i yeah i want to up talk in the to mountains them. hiking four miles for some eastern guys like us is yeah could get wild i mean i know we test our elevation when we snake hunt but it's probably a little <laughs> bit worse out there yeah probably <laughs> uh but yeah that was really cool to talk to that guy and it finally like i've been going down there for years looking um for doing like a western hunt it's funny because when we first walked into the outfitters hall you're like i'm gonna torture myself and just look at elk hunts that i can't afford yep that was exactly what i said too (laughs) and then that was one of the first booths we came to honestly yeah i was like yeah because i every year i go down there and i i've I've been wanting to do an elk hunt for so long and like i said i I was going in there to just torture myself uh, with elk hunts i can't afford Mm -hmm. and then we were walking and there was like a little like eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper on the side of this guy's booth. Yeah. It, it just was, said drop camp elk hunt, 1500 bucks. And I was like, 
I like started smacking Frank. I'm like, do you see that sign right now? Like, do you see it? Yeah. And I, I turned around, I grabbed a, a pamphlet from the guy and I started flipping through and there was nothing in his pamphlet about it. So I, you know, we went up and asked him, we're like, Hey, uh, what's the story about that? And he's like, Oh, for- he's like, yeah, we like get extra tags every year. So we fill them with these drop camps and I'm like sold. So we talked to him for mm-hmm. a little while and it sounds like, you know, you're not necessarily, you're not going to be hunting the Gila shooting 400 yeah, inch bulls, but exactly. for, for guys that have never elk hunted, you're going to, um, you, you got a good killing chance elk to respectable. Yeah. Respect- what a respectable <laughs> bull jeez <laughs> frank's talk. not even drinking i know it that's the problem yeah <laughs> uh yeah it so it looked really cool i was really happy to see that mm-hmm. um and then uh other than that um i really enjoyed um talking to cody a little bit more just the 0.75 I th- is looking real good after getting to hold it mm-hmm. um yeah we talked gear with him for a little bit and then just talked hunting for a while but Definitely, you went down there wanting to see that point seven five. Yeah, I'm definitely get some information on that. It's looking like I'm gonna be selling a tree stand to buy another tree stand. <laughs> yeah, because uh, that that's my new rule. Um, so if anyone listening wants a mobile setup, yeah. <laughs> Nick's selling one. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, basically, um, that's my new rule. I at one point had like three or four lock-ons, and it was it just got out of hand i was like okay so i sold everything down to one and my rule is now that i don't buy one until i like don't have one yeah so i only keep one at hand so that's what's going to happen i'm probably going to be selling this one so if you're looking for a full mobile setup i got standing sticks hit me up about to hit the market yeah um along with that uh i know i talked to ben the uh lucky winner man um he wanted us to check out some stuff down at the outdoor show for him because he's not really sure he thinks he's got everything he needs except he wants a good compact set of sticks and i told him i said straight off the bat i said i don't think you can go wrong with lone wolf custom gear no i said if you're looking for something compact that's just gonna they don't get any more it doesn't no they're each sticks three quarters of an inch thick yeah um and they're the doubles are even even thinner like Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous um so Ben, I can tell you, we took took a look at the Lone Wolf Custom Gear booth. Everything still looks pristine. Yeah, everything. I would I would seriously recommend that, especially when it's not coming out of directly out of your pocket. Um, Tethered makes some really nice sticks, but I can't. Uh, I haven't used them, so I can't say. You know, but mm-hmm. like I said, for packability and even climbing ability too, like the Lone Wolf sticks, Frank and I have been using them for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't go wrong with them, and then with how packable they are. You, I don't really see a better stick on the market. No. Um, there are plenty of other good options, but like you said, they definitely have it figured out as far as packability, climbability. There's, uh, yeah, I just, they're just, they have, they have it all. If you're, if you're into spending, like if you're in that hundred dollars per stick range, which there's several in that range now, mm-hmm. um, I, I do think that they're the best out there. I think, yeah. you know, B sticks, grip pretty hard but their stacking is trash mm-hmm. um so i mean it's just my opinion but. yeah so ben look at lone wolf custom gear if that's what you want we'll get you set up get them on our way um other than that i really didn't check out um too many other booths um there was another machined um tree stand company there but i didn't really care for them much you know they, they just looking at it it didn't look I just, I feel like they like missed the was, mark. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's, I do think it's good to have um, competition in mm-hmm. a market. So yeah, for no that doubt. aspect, I was interested. Um, but I think they missed their mark by 
they, they only, it was like four hundred and fifty nine dollars. So their price is right there with custom gear. There, it's a forty dollar cheaper stand. Yeah. So, but basically, you know, when you're talking five hundred dollars, yeah, forty dollar, they're basically the same price. You're not really yeah. saving any money. And it's a ten pound stand, as opposed to a five pound. Stand. Yeah, five and you and can get pounds. cast stands that are under ten pounds now. So they, yeah. for a fraction of the price. So just, I feel like they missed their mark. Um, but like you said, at least there's another player in the game. And Hopefully who knows? they refine their craft and figure it out. Yeah, and I mean, get what, a more comparable product for a comparable price. Yeah, I, Lone Wolf has even um, greatly improved since their launch of their first version. No doubt. So I'm hopeful that you know down the road theirs will get better, but I I do think it needs some work. Um, other than that. Uh, it was neat to see another one in that realm because other than that, there really isn't much. No. Um, really, yeah, it was the only... They pretty much dominate the mobile hunting game. There are plenty of other options, but as far as... Normally, there's like several players at the top. Yeah. But it's pretty much them, and then everybody else is a far second. Yeah, I would I would agree with that statement. There's really... If we're not even them, sponsored. We just yeah, we're like not it. paid. <laughs> uh, just when you put them all side by side, I don't really think there's any way you could argue. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, I, I, the only thing you can argue is the price. Yeah. Um, but if you like, the price isn't dictated like by how efficient it is. So like, no. if you take price out of the market and just look at what is the best, it's pretty easy. Yeah, in, it's in an my obvious mind. choice. So, other than that, I feel like that's really it for the Great American Outdoor Show. Um, yeah, we probably could have got around to more stuff, but we spent so much time at you know those three booths talking to our friends that we <laughs> we kind of yeah skipped uh, yeah out we talked to um, Rachel. She was over with the working class and um, mm-hmm. just BS about hunting, and we hunt similar ground, so it was just mm-hmm. easy to talk catch up with them on their season and whatnot. Yeah, talk um, for an hour there. Yeah, so I guess yeah we really didn't. Um, I didn't. I did everything that I wanted to, like, really wanted to do. Yeah. Like I said, I was considering looking at a bow and stuff, but I was like, eh, it's not that important to me. I'm not 100% there yet. So sitting at the working class booth what's, talking what's with Rachel What's holding you up Andy, on uh, – you said you're not 100% on a new bow yet. What's holding you up? Just I don't feel like spending the money on it. That's fair. Um, I, mean, I have a functioning bow. It just – it's not – I'm not in love with the bow, so in the back of my mind, I'm, I just want a new one, but I don't need treat it. Yourself. I don't need, yeah, treat yourself. <laughs> I don't need to spend over a grand right now for a bow. It's just, I don't. Yeah, need they're it. getting out of hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, like I said, the la- I just bought a bow last year, and I, it's going to be a long time before I do it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the time you buy another one, they'll be two grand. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm hoping that this one just last me until i'm ready to shoot a crossbow <laughs> which will hopefully be a long time about another 70 years yeah I blow out my shoulder or something yeah they're just getting out of hand anymore i don't i hope that they don't get any more expensive but that's not really the way that they're heading unfortunately yeah definitely not it's and it's like anything it's just always a steady upward climb yep. and I don't see it going down for no, any and, reason. And like we've said in the past, you know, the hunting consumers, if you will, are not afraid of spending money. So, well, we were even talking about that with Cody because he was saying like years ago before they were doing the stands, him and his dad were talking like, uh, like you know, should we do this? But he's like, well, the price on it is going to be too much. People aren't going to spend 
that kind of money on a stand. And his, he even, his exact thing was, he's like, now I see people spending $1,300 on a bow. And I'm like, okay, we can definitely sell this stand for what it would cost to make money on it. So he made the exact same point that bows are getting ridiculous. And what you just said that the hunting community, they're going to spend the money on the, on the equipment that they want. It doesn't matter what the price tag is. For most of these people, you know, that's their hobby. Um, You look Mm -hmm. at a guy that's into cars and his, expenses are probably way more than most hunting guys yeah you know a guy that's you know building motors and stuff Mm -hmm. you know that's that's their hobby they probably don't do a ton of hunting yeah i Um, like woodworking a lot and you know the tools that go into woodworking effectively cost a lot of money yeah look at you've been trying to look at a new planer yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's four thousand dollars yeah well i mean my forging you know for a hunk of steel to bang Mm. metal on is 500 bucks if you want a good anvil yeah like it's just any hobby you get into, you're going to spend money. You're going to spend money. And I think, you know, you, you draw the line where you got to draw the line, whatever Mm -hmm. you can afford is what you can afford. Um, there really, there's an option out there for everybody. You can go on eBay and pick up an older bow that still kills deer, um, for 250 bucks. I think people forget that a bow that was made in 1990 killed deer in 1990 and it's still going to kill deer now. Mm -hmm. You know, like, there's records of bucks that were shot back in the seventies. Yeah. You know, it's not, the new bows aren't going to help you kill a deer any better. It's just, you're going to look better doing it. (laughs) Yeah. That's really it. And you know, and we fall victim to it too. All of us are shooting. Oh, absolutely. Newer bows. And Um, I mean, you always want the newest thing. Of course. Just because you want to see the new technology and you know, you want any little edge that you can get. But at the end of the day, the biggest edge you can have is just practicing with your equipment yeah. and knowing it well. It doesn't well, matter if even, it's 50 years old. It functions, like you said, it functioned before, it'll function now. Yeah, and even we're guilty of it with our tree stands and stuff, mm-hmm. like how much we like Lone Wolf Custom Gear. We were talking to Cody, and even, like your dad, he hunted out of a 2x6 for a long time. Yeah. Like, and he killed just as many deer, if not probably way more than I've ever killed at this point. Yeah. Um, out of a 2x6 that he nailed to the side of an apple tree. Yeah. You know, it's you can get it done with whatever means, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you got to do to get it done. If you want to do it, you'll do it. Yeah. Um, so don't like let that sort of thing scare you. If, if all you've got is, you know, grandpa's old bow and a old lock on or even nothing, you, know, you can still get it done. Yeah. No so, doubt. I figure that wraps it up for this week. Um, yeah. Keep we it got, short and simple. It was you know, a good time down at Harrisburg. Yeah, we we're uh, hoping to have a guest next week. Um, now that hunting season's over, um, you know, you probably got your stuff to a taxidermist, but some guys, they already, you know, they put them in the freezer. They're not really sure what they want to do. Um, but even if it's not deer, um, we're hoping to get a taxidermist in next week. And she's also very talented with turkeys. So we'll leave Turkey in, season's coming Yeah, right turkey up. season's coming real quick. Um, and turkeys aren't easy to do. So hopefully, mm-hmm. um, hopefully this all works out and we'll be talking turkey taxidermy real soon (laughs) yeah hopefully (laughs) but uh i guess keep on ice fishing keep trapping and whatever you guys got to do to get outside